that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ass. I got a good show for you. Dino Asunto is going to join me. His, uh, his family, his father and his uncle, founded the Asunto Dukes and his grandfather. Well, no, they founded the Dukes of Dixieland. And through some snafu, the name got lost. So now he's doing a tribute to him called the Asunto Dukes. And they play real genuine Dixieland jazz, the best kind in the world. Except they're also getting smacked around by COVID. So uh, we'll talk with him as soon as we hear this. If you find yourself near Metro Road or on breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. If you find yourself in Kenner at breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chalmette, the best bank uptown, make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chef Brad McGee uses fresh from the farm ingredients, makes his own corned beef, conchon de lait, and a jam in a day. Custom catering, dine in and carry out, or let waiter bring your sandwich straight to you. The Blue Line Sandwich Company, 2023 Metro Road, a block off of Bonneville. Call Chef Brad at 504-309-3773. I scream, you scream, we all scream for beads and doubloons and coconuts and marching bands and walking clubs and tableaus and mask balls and mystic crews and everything else that says Mardi Gras. Keep Mardi Gras what it's always been, a family event before Lent. If you want to help keep traditions alive, go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and join the growing group of businesses, citizens, and carnival entities that want to keep Mardi Gras a safe and happy event without it being regulated to death. Go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and laissez les bon temps rouler. All right, so we're talking to the world-famous Dino Asanto of the Asanto clan and uh, all of his efforts to keep the, alive the, the music of the... Uh, Original Dukes of Dixieland. Um, what's up there, Dino? How you been, by the way? How was the storm treating you? Well, the storm was very interesting because we were on an island of two streets out here in Metairie in the 7005 area, area code, zip code, I should say. And we had electricity and power up all the way through. Never lost anything. Telephone, even Cox Cable stayed on the whole time. So I don't like to brag about that because I felt bad looking around the neighborhood and all this blackness and darkness for a couple of days and generators running. But we, we survived very well with one shingle torn off the roof. Well, let me say this from the bottom of my heart, that I hope you trip and crack one of them big bunny teeth in the front. Here's how it works. Here's how it works. All these storms that have been coming through New Orleans or the Louisiana, I should say, all these past couple of weeks mm-hmm. or whatnot, each time they would come through, I would go get 15 to 20 gallons of gasoline, put them on my deck, have them from my generator thinking that we were going to get out of electricity. Did it mm-hmm. every single time. After a couple of weeks or a week or two later, the gas, I didn't want to go bad, so I'd put it and fill it into my truck. So I didn't want to go bad. So another storm comes up. I'd go, okay, go get more gas. Never had to use it. This one was going to be a head, you know, this was going mm-hmm. to be a dead hit on us. So I said, you know what, Gracie, if I don't go get the gas, we're going to be without electricity. So I went and got the gas, and guess what happened? We didn't go without electricity. So the key here is go get the gas. Go get gas. Yeah. (laughs) I had plenty of gas because I woofed down my food. No, I I actually have a a 20K generator. I have a whole house generator. And uh, so I, it, it lit up. It ran 72 hours. Uh, and uh, I ran an extension cord to my neighbor so she could keep, you know, her freezer and fridge would, would work. So yeah, she had a, yeah. of course, at least it was nice and cool. 
you know. Well, that was true because when this thing left us, obviously when this storm pulled up, that cold front came down. So it wasn't like it was after Katrina when we all sat back and it was like a 95 or 110 degrees outside. We Absolutely. Anything. No, that's yeah, ridiculous. So this yeah, it really was. So. Well, now, yes, but you see, now I work for a company, which actually I'm um, going to start doing commercials on my podcast for Serentine oh. Refrigeration. But with them, I, I uh, yeah, generators, they're the ones who service my generator for me and uh, make sure it runs. I get a service twice a year and make sure all change and everything and get a new battery and all that kind of stuff. So I love my generator. So believe me. I, I, we're in that upscale that we have a generator, but it, we have to actually fill the gas in it ourselves. And so, you know, it's got 420 amp outlets on it, but we have to maintain it ourselves. We're not, you know, we're not that high scale. Well, but we're working at it. Well, let me tell you something, though. I ain't playing. It ain't cheap, but it ain't as expensive as you think. And they will, they will finance that bad boy for you. So rest assured, I've had that generator for 12 years now. This is the first time it's run longer than, say, seven or eight hours. But it ran 72 hours, man. And look, the the power went off, and 10 seconds later, my entire house was running. I have sleep apnea, so I got to sleep with a CPAP machine. So if I ain't got no no electricity, I don't sleep. Well, it's like my neighbor across the street. She felt bad because she had electricity because the neighbors behind her didn't. I told her, I said, what you got to do is make sure you look over your fence and make sure some of those neighbors back there aren't slipping over the backside of your fence and plugging in their extension cords into your outlet well, in your patio. Guess what, man? They got people up and down my street. There, there were four of us on my street with, with generators. And so people come over and plug in their coffee pot in the morning or, or come over and charge their phones and go, look, there's an outlet right there, right there in the front. You don't even have to ask. Just come up and plug your stuff in and, and charge your stuff, you know? That's right. Plug and go is what they call it. Plug and go, baby. So, yeah, storm suck. This And what was it? This is seven times we've been in the cone this year? Yeah. Yeah. And, we had, what was it, three or four four direct hits on Louisiana itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides, yeah, it was, it was really it was a, an outstanding year. And you know what? And the whole time, the only thing that kept me going was listening to great jazz music. Great Dixieland, no account jazz music by the Dukes of Dixieland, or as Garland Robinette says, the Dicks of Dixieland, because <laughs> well, he, that's he drinks. Well, another whole band. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a different band altogether. Right, so, right, uh, that's right. Yeah, so, well, you know, well, you know the history a little bit about the. Duke I know, I know a good chunk of it because I've been privileged enough to be the MC for your events when you have them every year. Yeah. To uh, you know, yeah, for the New Orleans Jazz Club, which mm-hmm. is America's oldest jazz club, and that's another thing. Even with all this COVID stuff, we were able to get the New Orleans Jazz Club to have one of their jam sessions over at Moe's back in June. Uh, but as everything has been a roller coaster ride, and this is the jazz club, a lot of the members are, are older folks, and they've been mm-hmm. a little, you know, petrified about this whole thing. But hopefully, this next month, in the end of November, at Mo's Chalet, outside in the parking lot, we will be having our jam session outside, just so that way we, we fit all the restrictions and the music can still be enjoyed and played. Uh, the jazz club, uh, you know, dates back to 1948, which is America's oldest active jazz club, and we're trying hard to keep it up and keep it going. So, and it's folks well, like yourself they come out and help. It's, well, you also need to bring him. You need to, to to get some new members up in there. I mean, right. You know, yeah, you and Jack boy learning a banjo, but I got to make a living, and he's going to college, man. We don't have the time to practice like we should, you know. And I don't want to well, get yeah. up there and embarrass myself with you guys because y'all are great. Well, that's a different story. Now, look, when it comes to our Dukes tribute, which is a, a tribute band for the uh, Santo Dukes of Dixieland, the original Dukes of Dixieland, is one thing. But what the New Orleans Jazz Club does, it's a jam session, and it's open to all sorts of musicians who play. Nobody, it's not Carnegie Hall. 
You know, so if you and your son Jack come on out and want to play banjo, nobody's up there saying, no, you're not good enough. And you just sit up there, you come up and play, sit on the side, jam, and just, you know, it's, it's, it's a jam session just to have a little practice and meet some of the older jazz, jazz musicians here in the city that have been part of the club for, you know, since forever. So, so don't, don't ever think you have to be on the top of the game to come up to the New Orleans Jazz Club. Well, as long as I can sit in the back, and, and I don't want to be anywhere near a microphone so that when I start screwing up while I'm playing, nobody will be able to tell. Where, all right, so it's yellow like every Sunday at no, most? No, it's actually the last Sunday of every month uh, from, from 2 o'clock till 6 o'clock. And like I said, with the COVID thing, it's been held back. But this month we're focusing on, I say this month meaning November, for the last Sunday to do it outside. So, yes, the last Sunday of this month in November, outside at Moe's Chalet, out in the parking lot. Now, the bar will be open to buy drinks and have food and use the restrooms. But then you go ahead and do your stuff inside and come on, sit outside, and, and watch and listen to some good. Well, band-jazz. you should have a couple of hedges so I don't have to go from the inside. I don't want to put my mask on. So I'll go behind them. Oh. I'll go behind the bushes. You could do that. Well, oh. there's a backside that I think other people use, and we can make that work for you, too. Okay. All right. Now, yeah, I'll pour the potty. I like the blue water. All right. And, so, you know, <laughs> Going back to the jazz club, and, and this is you know something that ties in with the original Dukes of Dixieland. It was in 1948. Papa Jack Asunto, he and Doc Sushan put together and were basically credited with forming the jazz club. And at that time, Papa Jack's two sons, which one was my father, Frank Asunto, on trumpet, and his brother, Freddie, they were 17 and 19 years old. They, that's when they started to play their music, you know, instruments at the jazz club, and then they turned out to be, you know, America's number one jazz band throughout the 50s and the 60s. Yeah. But that's when they got their start with, with the New Orleans Jazz Club. You know what? I don't want to say it freaked me out, but when I did a big tease in there, you, you, uh, you, were, you helped me put on the music yeah. and contact so many musicians to have my That was a great event. I wish, you know, it if, really I, well, if I could have got more corporate sponsorship, it would have been a success. Uh, I want to do it again, but I can't do it period right now. But I, I'm, I certainly can't do it on the scale that put me in the hole like that event did, but it was a great day. But the fact that you were playing those outtakes of Louis Armstrong and, and the Dukes, yeah. jamming together i mean and and you were saying how that's the first time this stuff has been heard outside of just like people like you who have to listen to it and just go oh this is cool so it's the first time the public got to hear that kind of stuff i don't know who who owns the rights to all that but i mean that would be i'd be well, i'd be selling cds of that for christmas presents at this at this jam session at the end of november yeah well that's one of the, the issues i've had to deal with over the years but those those actual recordings were on recorded on audio fidelity and Audio Fidelity Records, who was owned by Sid Fry back in the 50s through the 1957 through 1960 is when the Dukes were on that label. And by 1959, that's when they did a recording with Louis Armstrong. And uh, actually, Louis, in his own words, state that he was the Dukes of Dixieland, which was Frank and Freddie Asunto and Papa Jack. They were the first white band that he ever performed with on the stage and recorded with. And what, what it was was they went into the studio and to record these, these tunes, and they recorded the wrong set of tunes. And so that created a, an outtake version of a lot of the songs. And a lot of those songs that you're talking about that we played at the Big Teasy were those recordings. Um, and then the actual album that they put out is obviously can be found and commercially bought. Mm-hmm. But we own the rights to all the audio fidelity recordings because Lewis was just a um, contract you know, sit-in yeah. player for those sessions. Yeah, that freaked me out too. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, dude, you know, Lewis Armstrong, uh, you know, uh, said, hey, come play with me. But it was actually the other way around. The Duke said, hey, 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 Lewis, you want to come play? Yeah, here's a check. Yeah. Sit down, let's jam. Well, actually, what happened was Sid Fry, owner of Audio Fidelity, had offered Lewis $40,000 to sit in 
and record two albums, one with his Hot Five, his all-star band, I should mm-hmm. say, and one with the, the Santo Dukes of Dixieland. So that is where this whole thing created, and then the list of songs that he was supposed to play with his all-star bands got, got switched with the Dukes recording list. And so when they realized, and the Mucky Mucks at Decca Records that had Lewis on the contract realized, oh, no, you're not supposed to put those songs out. Those tunes cannot go out. So they had to go back into the studio, which was up in New York at RCA Studios, mm-hmm. and, and, and they ended up re-recording those. And like I said before, that's how those recordings became outtake recordings. But um, yeah, Lewis, Lewis and the Dukes were friends well before those recordings ever came out. They did some um, Timex Jazz All-Star television shows, and one specifically with Jackie Gleason as the uh, commentator of it and the host. And Lewis is sitting down there introducing the Dukes and saying about, you know, playing one of the tunes was Slide, Frog Slide, mm-hmm. or and stuff like that. And so, you know, Lewis dates back to, specifically back to the early 50s, watching my dad play with the Dukes of Dixieland. Very cool. All right, I'm going to step away for a second. When we come back, we're with Dino Asanto, and we're talking about uh, the Asanto Dukes of Tribute Band. And we're also talking about playing music and how musicians are surviving or la- or not uh, during this uh, pandemic. Uh, but in the meantime, stepping away, y'all listen to this and back with more on the Spudcast podcast, talking out my ass right after this. <laughs> Just when you thought 2020 had served up the worst it had to offer, here comes hurricane season and the flooding rains of summer, right? Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home in a good year? Well, I can't help you with pandemics or Saharan sand, but I can tell you how to fix your flooding problem. Call the team at Home Team Elevation. Their precision home-raising equipment will lift you above the floods. It's height done right. Guaranteed. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team Advantage. Experienced, hands-on, local owners. In the worry, stop insurance rate hikes. You want design choices? On the home team, you're the MVP. So don't wait. Elevate with Home Team Elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222, 3011222, or go to hometeamelevation.com. We're back talking with Dino Asunto of the uh, original Dukes of Dixon and now the Asunto. The the what do you call it? The Asunto Dukes a a tribute band. Is that how you, that's how you call it now? Well, it's, the specific name is the Asunto Dukes tribute. A, the Asunto Dukes a Dixieland tribute, mm-hmm. but it, it's kind of long as a title, so we've shortened it down to the Asunto Dukes tribute, and it's a tribute to Frank and Freddie Asunto. Uh, that we're playing this, the tunes of the old fifties, the traditional tunes that they played during the audio fidelity sessions, and which is pretty cool about it is that. Frank Asanto, uh, my dad's granddaughter, my niece, Lexi Asanto, is a featured vocalist. And she sings all the old tunes like Glory of Love. And she's good, too. Last night. No, she's yeah, good. And, she's and, 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 no, wait, you know what, I remember you was playing and, and showing me that video of her when she was actually rehearsing. And she's yeah. singing off the cuff. She had never sung these songs before. And she is, like, almost spot on on every one of them. And that was her first rehearsal. So she's yeah. got, obviously, yeah. Asanto yeah. blood yeah. up in here. She can't deny it. Yeah, it's, well, it's almost kind of scary. And lately, since obviously with this COVID thing, we before the COVID hit, we obviously had been rehearsing and the band was moving along very well. And then in February and March, we had all kind of gigs lined up. We had uh, the Royal Sinesta had us for a few. We had the French Quarter Fest all scheduled. Mm-hmm. We had 
the Elkhart Jazz Festival up in Indiana scheduled, one or two in Florida. Everything was going on, and obviously, like everything else, it crashed because of COVID. Yeah. And so everybody kind of laid low for a while. And so we got, you know, these musicians here in, in New Orleans in the Metairie area, you know, they're professional. I don't mean just professional musicians. This is what they did for a living. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 interviewed, I interviewed Christian Surpass here last weekend. Yeah. And just talking yeah, to him about what's it like going on the road when the road don't live there no more, you know, it, it ain't easy. Yeah. So no, it, it's really not. So a lot of people and people who deal with Facebook, they see what folks are doing is just doing like in their house and they're just broadcasting it on Facebook. So I came up with the idea, and there's other bands doing it too. At first, I started doing it in my backyard on my deck, and I'd have the band come over. And since we, you know, socially distanced, and there would be nobody really in the backyard except the band and one or two family members. Uh, but the band was playing on the deck and everything was great. But my neighbors, after the third time, started saying, you know, Dino, um, this is not fair. We can hear y'all, but we want to see you. So they said, why don't you put it in your driveway? So I said, okay, we'll move the band to the driveway. So we've done two driveway series uh, of concerts in the street. And everybody's hanging out in the street, up and down, sidewalk, and in their front yards. And it's phenomenal. Last time we did it, we must have had 40 to 60 people up and down the street sitting in their own front yards on the sidewalk, mulling around, listening to the band play. And so like a rehearsal, but it's also a way for the community to keep up with socializing. Well, well let, let me, yeah, well, socializing on that, I mean, what do you need? Like there's a there's a, an empty lot up, a, a, a man died up the street, you know, yeah. a World War II vet, Mr. True. We all miss him. We, they even named the cross street after him. But uh, they tore his house down because it was just old, and it's just like a an open an open corner lot there. But there's no right. juice, you know. So I mean, y'all are all musicians. What kind of juice do you need? Because I don't know. Maybe I'll go talk to my neighbors about y'all come and play over here. All we would need is one 20 amp outlet that we could plug our PA system into. And since you're dealing with instruments such as horns, clarinets, and things like that, you're not really highly mic'd. So just one one outlet does it all, and it creates uh, lights and it creates sound and it creates an atmosphere to first some good traditional jazz. Hmm. I'm going to go talk to the guy who owns that property. Yeah, talk to him. We'd be more than happy. And actually what we did was when this kind of funny, we put a tip jar out on the curb and people, all the neighbors come down, throw money in the tip jar. And each of the members got, I won't say specifically exactly, but they all walked away going, you mean we made this much money for playing an hour and a half? I said, well, everybody starved for music. This was like a night out for them. They used to go to bar rooms and lounges and, (laughs) festivals to hear this music now they're sitting in their front yard and they say why not so you know it, it was very nice I, thought, I felt very well and very nice, happy that the fact that everybody donated so much money for the musicians to make some money that's cool i like that i'm gonna go talk to i'm gonna go talk to my neighbor up the street who actually owns the property now and see what yeah, they, it, you know every yeah, and everybody spreads out socially distant so we don't well they go you know, they do things over there anyway the, the people in the neighborhood show up with a table or a blanket and they just sit on the ground and eat and they just yak and everybody's about eight, 10 feet apart, you know, uh, yeah. from one group to the next. And, uh, yeah, but, yeah. Whole, well, sometimes we've actually gone as far as sometimes only having a four piece band. Uh, the, the whole band is a six piece instrument band. When you add Lexi into it, you got a seven piece band. And I come out there with the PA, I set everything up and take care of all the sound stuff. So it can definitely be done. And, you know, and with this COVID thing, I think that everybody in every little section of town, with what street you live on, doesn't really matter. C- communicate with your neighbors and find a way to socialize and let everybody know that they're watching each other's back. But have enjoy your life somehow. And the music is that way to do it, and it doesn't cost a lot. Yeah, that sounds, like, that sounds pretty cool. That sounds like something I want to do. And, I mean, everybody can do that. And you can Vimeo it. I know, 
I talked to him. Yeah. He said that that's what he did. But it's a big difference. The 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 problem he had with it was he was not because 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 Christian Surpass is a raconteur. You know, he's yeah. kind of like Jim Croce. He'll play tunes and his tunes have are stories. But then he'll sit down there and yak and tell stories. And it's when there's no feedback, you know, it's I mean, hard. when you do all these TV shows and they play, well, they have an audience there for you to get feedback while they're shooting at you from different angles. But now it's just like a camera, maybe two GoPro things, and you just playing and you're just assuming somebody is out there. And yeah, people donate money yeah. through Vimeo and things like that. But it's like, it just, it ain't. It ain't the same. It's not the same, no. And that's what, when we did it in the front yard with this thing, like I said before, what we do, and we've done it even when we did the backyard deck series, we, you know, our, our, how do I say, our project with this tribute, Duke's tribute band, is about sharing the history of the Asunto family. So what will happen is Jim Sion, who's our tuba player and our leader of the group, and he, you know, he's, he knows how to deal with the narrations and speaking on microphones a lot better than me. But he'll make me or call me up and during a break time when the band's taking a break for a couple of minutes, and I'll come up on, sta- on the stage or whatnot and just share some of the Dukes of Dixieland family Asunto stories, such as the Louis Armstrong thing with Louis. Mm-hmm. First time my dad ever smoked pot was with Louis Armstrong in 1959. Oh, don't. I mean, it's, mm. it's, 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 and it's, you know, just nice little Santo stories of the Dukes of Dixieland throughout the years. So it's, you know, it's so, just not. So, so anybody can do this, frankly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, look, how do, how do people find you? What's the easiest way for people to find well, you without you, like, giving out your personal phone number so somebody tries to sell you shit? The easiest way is just to Google the Asunto Dukes or the Asunto Dukes of Dixieland. Just Google that. You'll find everything from the uh, the original Dukes of Dixieland to the Asunto Dukes tribute to uh, Dino Asunto's Facebook page. We've got everything on there. Um, I'm, I'm very easily accessible if you Google just the Asunto Dukes or the Asunto Dukes of Dixieland. Yeah, we don't so do Dix, Dukes of Dixieland because that's somebody else's band, and they don't even play Dixieland music. Yeah, that's another whole legal thing. Uh, and, and I don't want to get in. I don't want to get into that. I get irritated. <laughs> so look, that'll be in the book that's being written because there is a book in the works that Sally Newhart has been working on for a few years, and she's transcribing right now all the interviews and getting the timeline mm-hmm. done and stuff like that. So that's in a book that's coming out. Well, she's got writer's cramp. I know that because she's been working oh. on it for a while. Well, so, she's got to listen to me. She's going to have ear cramp too. Oh, that's true. And believe me, Dino. That's why I, I, I got a little clock in front of me timing this interview. Dino Asunto, and you go, you can Google him, you can Facebook him, Dino, D-E-A-N-O, and Asunto is A-S-S-U-N-T-O, Dino Asunto. Right. You can Facebook him, or you can just Google up Asunto Dukes, and take everything, and then if you want, if you want uh, the band, make an arrangement and come do a front yard uh, thing. I think, I, I think this is going to work in my neighborhood, because that, that little side street, I mean, yeah. you know, I'll go get I'll go get the well, parish council person in the area. So let's block this street off and have a little have a little gig funny, thing. It's funny you say that because while we did our last one, I have a doctor across the street friend that, and she had a bunch of her doctor friends there, and I, they asked me to come across and talk to them. And then one of them said, "Why don't you come do this in my neighborhood?" I said, "We're more than happy to." Here's my card. I said, "Look, as long as the bank can get guaranteed some kind of dollars, if we can put a tip jar out and people come on out, we'll we'd be more than happy to bring this music to you." So. For you to say that, you're you're like another the second or third person that said, look, it's it can be spread around and it needs to be done. It does, uh, and especially this right because now, it's classic classic New Orleans jazz 
which is very hard to find nowadays. It really is. Yes, it, it is. And everything's been shut down in New Orleans, and I think it'll be shut down for a while. So out here in the suburbs, we do a little differently. The clubs in New Orleans are so small, it's going to be hard for them to have live music in those venues. But if we do it the right way, like we're doing it like this, and like you're saying in your area, it can be done you know, cor- mm-hmm. correctly and safely, and I think that's the best way to do it. Dino Asanto of the Asanto Dukes Tribute. Thanks for taking the time, man. I really do appreciate hey. it. Tell Gracie I said hey. It's always a pleasure to hear from you, Spud. All right. We'll be back with more on the Spudcast podcast right after this. Chops chicken fries chicken like your mama and your great grandma used to make back in the 1920s. Cold water dipped in seasoned flour like the old, old days. And their recipe comes from the 70s. So Chops has the most time-tested flavor for fried chicken you're going to find any place. They ain't fast food. They're good food. Your chicken is fried to order, fresh and hot, waiting for you to pick up or dine in. Chaps Chicken, 206 West Harrison in Lakeview and 3343 Metro Road in Old Mary. Go to lovechapschicken.com or find them at hashtag getchapped. Hey, what you got going this weekend? Can't go to the game, you can't even tailgate, so what you gonna do? Go fishing! Get yourself a licensed and insured charter guide on lasaltwater.com. Super easy to follow that website. What you gonna catch? Where you wanna catch it? How you wanna catch it? All the big ones are waiting for you, and to top it off, you'll still be able to watch the game on TV at the lodge at the end of the day of fishing. Sounds great? Got an open spot for you, babe. You want in? Just sign up on lasaltwater.com. All right, so that was interesting. Thanks, Dino Asanto, for joining me. Thanks you, everybody, for joining me. But before we go, it's time for Dumbass of the Day. Yay! This dumbass comes to us from West Sacramento, California. A lady decided that she needed a U-Haul truck. You know, she had no credit card, she had no money, and somebody left the keys in a U-Haul. So guess what? She took a little late night trip and drove around and went, oh my good, this U-Haul truck is dirty. So she went to the car wash. And uh, 47-year-old Melinda Gonzalez stole that truck, drove it into the car wash, and bing, got caught. It got rammed inside. She rammed through the opening. The truck got stuck inside. These burn marks and tire marks on the ground while she tried to, to zoom it up. I think the soap slowed her down, according to Mike Ram, who helped remove the vehicle. Anyway, when she realized she was trapped, she uh, she tried to drive forward. She got stuck again. So uh, anyway, they told her multiple times to stop before they turned the power off and she was able to get out safely. But the cops showed up and they went, uh, you stupid whore, you stole that thing. So the, uh, the lesson of the day is, if you're going to steal a U-Haul van, steal a clean one. All right? Thanks for joining us here on the Spudcast Podcast. While I'm talking out my ass, you can listen to me on uh, Spotify, on Red Circle, on iHeart, Public Radio, uh, Pandora, Google Music Play. And you can also hear me on Facebook at Spud's Friends and Fans or on John McConnell or on The Big Teasy. And you can also hear this podcast on Twitter at SpudGotDat. All right. Appreciate it. If y'all want to send me a message, if you've got an idea for a show or whatever, or maybe, you know what, send me your email and I'll start putting an email list together and send you your own direct copy of the SpudCast podcast every time I put one up. That's thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Meanwhile, they're going to do another uh, Newsbreakers and Ball Breakers uh, coming up this week. But then y'all go vote and watch out for the crazies. And uh, I'm a go on Pecone.